You're listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. listening on the podcast live i am about to get into part two of the peculiar case against lizzo as i mentioned before i'm also doing this live on the bego app so if you want to come on there and interact with me live i am right here so you can also find me on bego under just jonda so i'm going to bring the bego audience in as well welcome everybody this is just jonda we are jumping right in tonight into part two of my coverage or my in-depth coverage of the complaint against Lizzo in our series that we are calling The Peculiar Case Against Lizzo. For those of you who follow pop culture, if you haven't been living under a rock, then you know that the megastar Lizzo has is coming under fire this week, at least from some, due to a civil complaint filed by several of her dancers and over the past day or so, additional individuals who are not a part of the civil complaint also uh, coming out in support of them, as well as talking about their experience as dancers on tour with Lizzo. For those of you who are in the room, please make sure you are sending those gifts. Give us some beans interact as well. Hi, Debbie. Nice to meet you as well. Make sure that if you have any questions, you feel free to put them in the chat and I will uh, incorporate them into my discussion. And this is the same thing for the individuals who are listening live on the podcast. If you're listening back to this in the recording, of course, I'm not going to see any chat from you. But for those who are doing it live, I will certainly try to make sure that I answer your questions when I can as we go along. So let's get started because there is a lot to get into, especially given um, the fact that individuals have uh, come out and done uh, interviews today, as well as... um, Uh, Okay, so individuals come out. Oh, and I'm sorry, I just had a quick brain fart. What's that about? And of course, Lizzo herself has spoken. For those of you who are watching me on uh, Bego, if you were not here last night, you'll notice that ever so often I look like I'm looking away. And that is because uh, I have all of this information up on my computer screen. And so I am going to be back and forth looking at you on the screen on my phone, as well as looking at my computer screen so that, again, I am bringing you all of the best and most correct information in real time. Okay, so one of the first things I want to start with tonight is the fact that Lizzo has made a statement. So, uh, this is a statement from Lizzo. She posted it on uh, on her Instagram. 
quote, the last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. Well, first things first, that's what you have a lawyer for. Again, as an attorney, I would never let my client do this. I would have her perhaps do a brief statement. And I'm sure that there is, uh, I, I can't imagine, especially with the types of individuals that she has access to, I am going to hope that this was vetted, but there's part of this that uh, makes her sound, um, and I'm not saying that she has to be contrite, especially if she uh, is is saying that she is innocent. But there is a fine line between saying that you are innocent and given the nature of what she's charged with, with not sounding a little high handed as well. So it's a tough line, which is typically why we don't have clients walk those lines. This is why you have individuals like your publicist, like your attorney who handle these things for you. So let's get back to this. The sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. I don't like to be looked at as a victim, but also know that I am not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something that I am not. There's nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. Okay, everybody who's coming in the room, I love that you're joining. Please keep sending those hearts, send those beans, those gifts, all of those. Fantastic. All right. So, I'm, and finally, I'm hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out in support to lift me up during this difficult time. Now, in response to Lizzo's statement, we have the attorney for the plaintiffs, and you all probably already know how I feel about him because I mentioned it before. Um, Ron Zambrano, the attorney representing the dancers said, and this is coming from Variety, said that Lizzo has, quote, failed her own brand and has let down her fans. Her dismissive comments and utter lack of empathy are quite telling about her character and only serve to minimize the trauma she has caused the plaintiffs and other employees who have now come forward sharing their own negative experiences. Was this necessary if you were not out seeking attention for yourself? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. As I said before, this is someone who my impression right out the gate was someone who was attempting to be more important than 
the clients in the case that he is involved in. That whole statement, nothing too terribly bad about it, but quite frankly, I could see that just that being said in court. I could see that perhaps being said in a press conference. It's nothing that you had to run to the latest outlet of anybody who is willing to give you the time of day and listen to you for you to say. So one, uh, another note, speaking of lawyers, TMZ reports that Lizzo has hired Hollywood heavy hitter Marty Singer to represent her. This is an individual who he's the one that even the A-listers you know, on the Hollywood side of things called. Not that uh, uh, Lizzo hasn't reached A-list status, but I'm talking the folks that we see owning planes and jumping out of planes. Uh, Marty Singer is the guy to call. He is uh, reputed to have represented more uh, individuals in Hollywood than any other Hollywood attorney. So if there's anybody that you are going to hire, Johnny Cochran's not around anymore. It's Mr. Singer. For those who were here yesterday, you know that part of the reason why I was away for so long <clears throat> was a bout of long COVID that impacted my voice. So if you hear me pausing a bit, it's because I'm drinking some tea <clears throat> and the individuals on Bego, of course, see me drinking the tea. Okay, so speaking of tea, let's get into it. So where we left off yesterday was the meeting where Ms. Davis, I was attempting not to use their names, but they've started appearing on television and using each other's names interchangeably. So, you know, we try to be um, graceful about this given the nature of the claims, but if they're fine with their names being out there, then I won't keep twisting myself in pretzels to uh, try to call them plaintiff one, two, and three. So anyway, yesterday we left off with the meeting um, between one of the dancers. In fact, she's the dancer who appeared on CBS this morning and Lizzo and, the, and uh, this other woman about gaining weight. So this is where that whole uh, um, alleged weight gain situation came into play. And again, for those who were listening yesterday, this is, we are now in April, 2023. For those who are listening on the podcast, episode one will be up, should be up tomorrow. It's being edited. So if you want to go back and listen to that so that you can put this entire complaint together, then fine. We already did 19 pages, so uh, I'm, I can't go backwards. <laughs> okay, so they're building the case. We've already seen the building of the case for sexual harassment, they, uh, the building of the case as it relates to the harassment and as it relates to the religious discrimination, uh, the meeting which brought in the issues as it relates to uh, the body. And now we are getting more into the issues as it relates to the money. So uh, let's see, initiating PK. Let me give this gift opportunity to some folks. All right. So on April 26, 2023, uh, Ms. Williams was terminated. So this is one of the two ladies who were hired based on them winning the Watch Out for the Big Girl show. So it, and we were calling her plaintiff three. So this is not the one that 
had to deal with a lot of the religious discrimination and the one who uh, had the alleged um, psychological issues. This is the third one that we didn't hear quite a bit, uh, quite as much about. However, she uh, certainly was there when all of the shenanigans were going on in the nude clubs and the situation um, with them having to rehearse the 12 hours and being uh, allegedly being berated about behaviors that the women claim they didn't even participate in. Okay, so at that point, she claims that she was fired by one of the individuals who worked for the management company, and they claim it was budget cuts. Now, of course, we also know that this is a mere few weeks after the ladies had negotiated getting negotiated getting in advance for half of their salary. Um, visitors who are coming in, again, if you have questions, make sure you put them in the chat. I'd love to interact with you. All right, so she uh, after she walked away she said you know maybe it's for the best this is what's going to happen she of course was stunned but she's um who was this person ms gugliata said that lizzo wasn't really good at these things so you know they had to be done she claims that they never had any problems with her and this is what she also claims gugliata said as well um, you all, if you could just give me a quick pause so that I can make sure that everyone is invited. All right. Give me a sec. It will take two seconds to send this. So all of you who are listening, just Give me a minute. All right, there we go. So just wanted to make sure that you all uh, were aware that you were being invited to the show. All right, so now we are back. On April 27th, all the dancers were called into a meeting with Lizzo and they were gonna discuss some dance notes. Again, nothing out of the ordinary. This is this is just the way things work, right? So they're called in, they're asked to be, uh, to get notes and stuff. Is this something that happens all the time? Absolutely, especially in this world. Prior to discussing the performances, apparently the fact that Ms. Williams was fired was discussed as well. And one of the dancers uh, questioned the way it was done. Now, again, this is where the complaint is kind of going down rabbit holes. It doesn't necessarily need to go down. While there may be some issues surrounding the firing, is it really necessary for us to get a whole page of well, people were wondering, why didn't this person do it? Or why didn't that person do it? Nobody really cares. Okay, so um, at that, now we get into the allegation that she, uh, there was a person who was discriminated against on the basis of being differently abled, which brings in an Americans with Disabilities Act uh, allegation and alleged violation. 
apparently one of the dancers, Ms. Davis, who we've talked about quite a bit, uh, suffers from an eye condition, which apparently both Lizzo and the company were aware of, or at least she says that they were aware of. So according to her, she said that she becomes disoriented in stressful situations. And so she makes audio recordings of stressful interactions with people so that she can review them in less stressful environments. Let's call a spade a spade here, uh, Ms. Davis and your attorney. Because again, we're, we're being fair here. Uh, the allegations, some of them are outrageous and gross, but we also want to be fair here. Oh, like broke a nail. Uh, we want to be fair here as well and take note of the fact that if, uh, if you're recording conversations, you're not supposed to be, and we all know that that's going to be a problem for the people who's uh, it, for the people who uh, who were recorded, and so ultimately, um, you got to come up with an excuse for it, right? And so the excuse here is simply, well, I recorded uh, I recorded you because I have issues, blah blah blah. We're not even going to get into that. Thank you for you all who are joining. Please uh, like those hearts, those gifts, those beans. I love it. Okay, so in May of 2023, because now we're getting closer. This is only August. They were called into an emergency wardrobe fitting. And at that point, they said security took every dancer's phone as they were entering the room. And she... And, and Lizzo allegedly told them that she knew that somebody had recorded their last meeting and she was going around the room and she was going person to person. And basically uh, the allegation is that she continued to intimidate them in an attempt to find out who recorded the meeting. She admitted, uh, Ms. Davis did admit that she was the person that recorded it. She claimed that she did it because she wanted the, a copy of the notes that they received about their performances that she never intended to, um, that she never intended to hurt Lizzo. And she said that Lizzo and uh, Quigley, who we uh, were calling Miss Charlene, because her first name is Charlene, that they continued constantly going at her and ultimately fired her on the spot to which I say if you're gonna fire me fire me don't stand here going off on me like you're my mama and about to break me down and make me cry and all that stuff you're gonna fire me just fire me ultimately before uh before she left the woman rodriguez asked if she could have uh, a word for a word with her this is the third woman in the lawsuit she stated that she didn't like the way the situation went down she felt it was disrespectful she was disrespected by lizzo as well as feeling like everybody was being disrespected and she actually resigned and when she resigned instead of and again these are all allegations that when she resigned instead of them just saying all right you don't want to be here thank you next even though that's not a Lizzo song, but either way, they could have said it. Instead of doing that, she claims that they she screamed at them, and 
Uh, they were calling her disrespectful and just being really aggressive. She says at one point, Lizzo even approached her, cracking her knuckles, bawling her fists, and claiming, you're lucky, you're so effing lucky. At that point, she said she feared that she was going to be hit if no one else intervened. Of course, nobody else did. Security stood down, dancers stood down. It, you know, it was, she claims that it was just a situation where she was on her own and she claims at a certain point Lizzo was over it, walked out, gave her the finger and said, bye, bitch. Well, actually, she gave her both fingers. Uh, Ms. Rodriguez uh, then returned um, and was concerned about the fact that she may have been in danger. Ultimately, she left. She went home. Now, this is where it gets interesting because there is an unlawful of all the claims here. There is also a claim, believe it or not, for unlawful detainer. So as it relates to the unlawful detainer claim, Ms. Davis claimed that she was forced to stay behind in the room where the meeting had taken place. Now, mind you, she was allegedly forced to stay behind in the meeting where it took place. Thank you so much, Ty, for the diamond. I really appreciated it. Uh, really appreciate it. So she claims that at that point, once uh, once everything was over, that they referred to her, uh, that there was a security person uh, that they referred to as Robo. And there was also the tour manager. There was all of these individuals in the room. And essentially the whole purpose of that was for her phone to be searched. So while they were doing that, just give me one moment. I'm going to share once again. All right. So that is done. All right. So uh, that they continued to go through her phone they were searching through her phone. They were saying that she didn't delete the information. All of those things. It, I mean, it was it was really nasty. And ultimately, after she was released, she uh, ran to her hotel room, packed her things, and she met up with Rodriguez, who had already left, so that they could head to the airport. And they just basically sat around there for the next seven hours. They didn't want to... Uh, they alleged that they didn't want to stay at the hotel or anywhere where most of us would say, okay, they probably would have been safer. No, they absolutely decided that they wanted to just be away. So let's go through the causes of action. Now, we know that there are several. And so when I go into them, what I'm going to do is to give you the legal stuff that you don't really get anywhere else. And I'm just going to break it down to layman's terms. I won't bother going through every nook and cranny of the facts, because if you watched yesterday or listened yesterday, then you know that as we went through some uh, all of this, some of the factual allegations a little bit more meaty than others, then you know that there are this was all the the i hate to say the setup because i don't mean it in the way that people say 
oh, they set Lizzo up. No, I mean, from a legal standpoint, when you're preparing your brief or you're preparing your complaint, then you give all of those facts and they're supposed to ultimately tell a story that once you tie them into the specific causes of action of the complaint, it will all make sense. The person who is reading this will go, oh okay so that's why you told the story about what allegedly happened at the club because that underscores your complaint for sexual harassment so there we go so the first cause of action uh the feha hostile work environment based on sexual harassment and this is an allegation by all three of the claimants and they are um, alleging it against all three of the defendants, at least the three named defendants. Of course, we know that there's 10 uh, John or Jane Doe's as well. So they allege that a hostile work environment was created um, based on sexual harassment due to the issues that went on, particularly in Amsterdam and Paris. Uh, um, and not just the incidents at the clubs, but also incidents where they were subjected to uh, Miss Charlene and others publicly simulating in front of them uh, fellatio that the uh, Miss Charlene talked about her alleged personal pleasure, shall we say, habits. So those are all of the things that uh, would underscore this, except they're just going to break them down one uh, one at a time. So in this instance, uh, the first is the issue as it relates to watch out for the big girls and being uh, asked to be nude uh, and asked to participate in the nude photo shoot and the fact that they were persuaded to participate. I would say out of all the sexual harassment claims, for me, that is the weakest because as we discussed on part one of this series, not only was the person ultimately accommodated, thank you very much, John Wine, for the gift. I really appreciate it. And for those of you who are here enjoying the contact, please continue on to send those uh, to send those gifts, send those beans, all of those things. I really appreciate them. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, remember I'm simultaneously doing a live video as well as doing the podcast. So you're also hearing some of my reaction with uh, the live video audience as well. So just stick with me. We're not always going to do this for the live video audience, just like this is not always going to be the case for the podcast. But because this was such an in-demand topic that people wanted to talk about, um, it just made sense for me to do both at the same time. All right. Ba -dum -ba -dum -ba. Okay, we're back. Now, as I was saying, I think that that is one of the weakest of the claims because number one, you were a part of you were a part of the contest and that contest involved you signing i'm sure a mountain of crap not only with the production company and um the management company but also with the network about 
all or, uh, you know, and in this case, Amazon Prime, about all of the things that you may or may not be asked to do up to and include up to and including potentially being nude. The only thing that you would not be pretty much signing your life away for, especially in a reality show contest, typically are things that are illegal. I mean, just point blank period. Now, I would love to have a copy of it. I would love to see it. So if there is anybody with any connection to this show who would like to shoot me a copy of that contract, I would love to see it and would be happy to break it down. And I'm serious. You can literally send it to me. The email is let's be honest, JJ. That is L-E-T-S B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T J-J, like just Jonda, at gmail.com. Let's see it. In fact, if you have any other legal questions or anything that or things you'd like us to talk about on the show, please feel free to email it there. Okay, back. Because of that, you are going to be asked certain things that you have a right to do or not do. At that point, also important to note, you did not work for Lizzo. You were a part of a competition show that while you may have felt your ability to win would be impacted by you not doing certain acts, uh, in this case, um, doing a nude photo shoot, but it literally could be anything, right? What if they asked you to drop it low for 10 minutes straight and you know, twerk in a squatting position and you're like, you know what? My knees are just not set up like that. Well, oh well. Is that a cause to sue? Are you going to say that uh, under the terms of, uh, under the Americans with Disability Act, they should have accommodated you and come up with some other way for you to twerk in a squatting position? No. You either do it or you don't. And if you lose the competition because of that, so be it. If you win the competition because you did it a different way, so be it. But the bottom line is it was a competition. And while we know that there are coercive aspects to Hollywood, especially as it relates to women, certainly as it relates to a woman of color, which all of these individuals were, that there are... Um, there's, a, you know, other issues surrounding that, of course, given that not only are they dancers, you know, only but so many opportunities with huge stars, right? There isn't just Lizzo's and Beyonce's doing, a, you know, coming a dime a dozen that are doing major tours that are available to you. So you, so you're completing competing for positions in a world that is limited and even more limited notice the arguments i'm making are probably what her attorney is going to argue but even more limited by your size because being a plus size dancer is not the norm it is normal and there are many of you but it is not the norm in terms of the people actively working in the dance industry. So before anybody tries to come at me, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth before you start claiming, oh my God, she said fat people don't get jobs. And again, 
I say fat because that's what they're referring to, the, uh, how they're referring to themselves. Okay, next. So she, so again, I don't think it's a good claim. This also goes back to what I was talking about yesterday about the fact that sometimes when you try to throw everything in but the kitchen sink, especially when you don't have to, you basically undermine the effectiveness of the claims that you have that are worth a damn. Okay, so they talked, they go on and talk about these, I think, are some great facts that go toward. Uh, go towards her claim. Uh, even if I didn't like the other one, the allegations as it relates to uh, Lizzo herself allegedly pressuring uh, the plaintiffs and uh, trying to get them to go on outings and attend things where there was sexually explicit information happening. Uh, hello, Mr. Wagner. Thank you for joining us tonight. Okay, so, uh, hello, uh, Danny, thank you for joining us tonight. So, those are some great claims, I, I mean, some great facts that support the claims. Hi, no one, Rosa, Rosa, I think it's Ro Rosa. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for the diamond as well. Okay, now, uh, they fought, timely filed the complaint. Some of the stuff is boilerplate. We don't have to worry about that. Now, what is important to understand is what the court is looking at. When you have a claim, there are certain things about it that you have to prove specifically. So one of them is that you have to not only prove that these events allegedly happened, but more importantly, that number one, there are remedies that you have under the Fair Employment Act, which is why that's the FEHA piece. There's remedies that you have under that. So first of all, you have to uh, make clear that you've exhausted all of those remedies. I'm sure they have. Any lawyer knows how to get the stuff filed and say that they have. But then the next thing that has to be proven is that as a direct and legal result, of the defendant's involved conduct that you, as in the plaintiff, have suffered and continue to suffer some type of damages, whether general, consequential, and special, including but not limited to loss in earnings or other employment benefits. It could be physical injury, sickness, emotional distress. Remember, we talked yesterday about intentional affliction of emotional distress and much more. So those things require proof. So that's where those facts come in. And of course, he's already laid out the facts. He is in the attorney. So now he's just saying, did they suffer that harm? Why, yes, my client did suffer that harm as it relates to uh, how they were treated. They suffered emotional distress. They suffered anxiety, pain, suffering, physical injuries. Now, does all of that has have to be spelled out from day one in the complaint? No, that is what depositions are for. That is what your actual court hearings are for, your actual trials. That is what that is for. Right now, you're just giving a snapshot saying, this is our claim. This is why we are making those claims. And this is why our claims are legitimate. Okay. So those are basically the three things that need to be covered. Now, of course, we know that there's all kinds of, we have jurisdiction and all that. So there's, there's like the, the legalese of it all. But most importantly, 
this is our claim. This is why we were are making our claim. And this is why our claim is legitimate. And of course, I guess we need to toss on the number four. And this is what I want. I want some money. I want this. I want that. So that's the damages piece. Okay. Next, the second cause of action, yet another sexual harassment charge. This is, uh, or sexual harassment claim. Again, this is that they were subjected to sexual harassment as it relates to them being in a highly sexually charged environment. And because of that very sexually charged environment, there were things that were allowed to happen and lots of things that were done that, again, caused them to be in a hostile work environment. So this is where they talk about Ms. Quigley or Ms. Charlene's they talk about Miss Charlene in particular. This is where they talk about the fact that Miss Charlene not only zeroed in on Davis, but it was constant and it was pers- it was pervasive that Miss Charlene was constantly dealing uh, zeroing in on Davis, not just making her uncomfortable about her own sex life, but also making Ms. Davis uncomfortable by constantly making Ms. Davis's sex life an issue. So it's one thing for me to be uncomfortable because you running around talking smack about your own life and who you're touching and why you're touching them and what you feel and what your fantasies are and you know having dreams about multiple male members in your face and all of this other stuff. I mean, if push comes to shove, la, 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 you know, that's one thing. But if for those who are listening, that was me sticking my fingers in my ears and going, la, 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 I don't hear you. But for you to then take it a step further and make an issue out of what I am doing or not doing in my own life, not only in in an effort to make me uncomfortable based on the things that you are saying verbally and telling other people and and just basically spreading my business all up and through the town. But it's also problematic because you have made these things, uh, you have also, I'm sorry, it's also problematic because with all that you knew about me and me being incredibly uncomfortable, that you then pressure me when we go out to do things that would be way beyond the pale, especially given what you know about me already. And so, and on top of that, and this is key, because if this is is one of those things where we go, um, you know, red flag, red flag, if this part is actually true, then again, huge, huge problem. Hi, Trill Life. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you hang out with us for a while. Okay. If this is true, huge, huge issue. And one of these things is that allegedly she did make it known to the BGB team management and security that she was very uncomfortable and was being pressured into touching the nude performer. And remember, BGBT is the management company, but 
this is also and again this is an assumption but given that it's like big girls big times or something entertainment i gotta scroll up and look at but you know it's gonna drive me crazy let me look at it right now and i'll tell you what that is okay big girl big touring inc so we know that that is a company that is either owned by lizzo or formed specifically um for her so the bottom line is management was aware in a variety of ways and as we recall from several of the uh, stories that we talked about yesterday, there were people from the management team who did accompany them on these outings. It wasn't like it was just Lizzo and a bunch of dancers, no security, no management or anybody else that we know would absolutely be traveling with the celebrities, which absolutely puts the management company on the hook, whether it is a management company that is personally owned by Lizzo or not. Okay, so next we're going to uh, skip down to the next claim. Third cause of action is, okay, because remember I just scrolled up a little bit to get that big girl big times. All right, the third cause of action is the FEHA religious uh, harassment, and this is all three of the women against Miss Charlene, or Quigley, as she's referred to in the complaint, and BGBT, who clearly uh, anybody who was an employee of Lizzo worked for, as well as, and, and of course, them being on the hook because there was no secret whatsoever that this individual walked around proselytizing, constantly chastising them about the things they were doing or not doing, which is really crazy because it's literally the same woman who was chasing them around trying to make sure that they were worshiping God in whatever manner she saw fit. This was literally the same person who was constantly alleged. And again, these are allegations. So all of this is alleged constantly talking to them about sex and sex acts. So very strange, clearly repressed, and maybe after, or if we don't know much after all of this, maybe the next person who needs to be offered some therapeutic leave is Miss Charlene. So that's, uh, that's fairly obvious why we already talked about what she allegedly did repeatedly with them. So again, um, it's the same way that they have to prove it, that these things did happen and that as a direct and proximate cause of this, uh, as I'm sorry, as a direct and legal result of this conduct, this caused each of these plaintiffs to have, to have some type of suffering that falls under the law, which uh, that suffering could be um, general, consequential, special, including or not limited to loss of earnings, employment benefits, physical injuries, sickness, as well as the catch-all, emotional, emotional distress, medical, future medical attorney's fees, etc. We already know when it comes to the religious piece, the catch-all is going to be uh, for, all, for everything as it relates to their uh, religious piece. And, and pretty much a lot of this is going to be emotional distress. Now, as it relates specifically to plaintiff Davis, 
there is probably going, she is probably going to be the main one where there is going to be, um, I'm sure there'll be some um, uh, psych evidence or uh, counseling evidence that is submitted on behalf of all the women. I mean, that would just be smart lawyering to make sure that these individuals are, um, have sought help and are continuing to seek help, especially if there are legitimate issues. But hell, even if they're not, you're trying to build a case. And so you need somebody to say that these, and somebody who's willing to say that as a result of what happened to them, these individuals did suffer some harm. And that harm, other than the financial, would be psychological. Um, perhaps physical, if they are individuals who have anxiety, panic attacks, those types of things. Absolutely, because those things are maybe things that start out mental, but um, or from a mental and emotional place. But as we know, they very much have physical consequences, especially something like an anxiety attack. Or in the case of Ms. Davis, she talked about how these things lead to uh, binge eating. She she broke, like literally had physical breakouts, rashes. And quite frankly, this, you know, this isn't just a them thing. Uh, I'm, um, I'm not just an attorney here on my podcast or Bigo. I'm actually still actively practicing. Um, so absolutely, it is not unusual for these things to manifest themselves physically and you see them in your everyday life, I'm sure uh, many of you have. You just don't think about it. But anytime you see somebody that is, you know, getting all um, when something happens, well, that is a physical reaction. <laughs> a lot of people have anxiety or panic attacks and end up in the hospital thinking they have a heart, having a heart attack. It's a physical reaction. So it is, um, it is important to note those things. And again, uh, the same thing when you're getting to making sure that you're making a case for damages, which is essentially that as a, a direct or proximate result of the defendant's conduct, that there was some kind of, uh, that there was some kind of reaction. And in this case, as I suspected, the reaction or the damage that is being alleged is severe emotional distress. Yep. Anxiety. Yep. Pain and suffering. Yep. Physical illness, physical sickness, medical expenses, future medical expenses. Yep. 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 And yep. Totally um, textbook, but uh, also makes sense in light of what is being alleged. Okay. Fourth cause of action. Uh, now, this one is a little bit different, but right on point for what they need to do. Uh, again, FVHA, failure to prevent and or remedy religious harassment. This is all the plaintiffs against all the defendants. This, again, falls squarely into the wheelhouse of Miss Shirlene and the constant running them down as it relates to the whole religion thing. Welcome Radar, welcome Nine Alok. So these are the types of things that, um, that well, this is the, the situation that 
Ms. Charlene started, but again, it is against all the defendants because as it relates to Lizzo, you're her boss, so you're responsible. <coughs> as it relates to the production company, you hired her, so you're responsible. Little pause here, taking a, taking a sip of my tea, pause for the cause. Okay. So, and it goes on into the things that we already talked about, the alleged strong arming her, uh, uh, strong arming these individuals at various times. Um, so of course it mentions specific incidents, which is really important, very smart. You wanna always mention as, uh, as many specific incidents as you can. So great job there. Come on folks, visitors, I'm giving you some gold here with this good information. Make sure you're sharing this live for my podcast listeners. Share the podcast for the individuals who are on Bego. Please make sure that you share that. Uh, please join as fans, send over those beans. I am attempting as, uh, as much as I can without knocking myself off the page to uh, follow you all as um, as I see you pop up. So Trill Life, I just followed you. And so we're just gonna do that. I'm gonna get to you Radar and Nana Lock as well in a few moments. Just wanna make sure that I don't knock my screen down while, while doing it. Okay, so we know, so we know where this part, uh, where that came from. So now let's get to the next one. The fifth cause of action, racial harassment. This is specifically uh, plaintiffs William and Dave against Big Girl Entertainment. We know that mostly this related to this the, the thing that we talked about yesterday. And this one um, is one of those uh, is one of those causes of action that come up in any case. It could be criminal, it could be civil, where you really have to make take the time as the attorney to make sure that the trier of fact, which is your judge or your jury, to make sure that they understand that what has led the clients to believing that there's racial animus is it is a direct result or proximate result of what is uh it's uh, of stereotypes of generally common held beliefs this is not going to be one where they're going to be able to prove it by just saying, okay, well, you see that they said the girls were lazy or they said that the girls were unprofessional or, you know, that th that they had bad attitudes. It's not going to be enough to say that. You are, the, this is going to uh, call upon and probably even require an expert um, in, in these matters. It is going to require the individual trying the case to make the connection for the person who's hearing the case, the judge and the jury, to make a connection to something that quite frankly, they either don't believe, have never believed, or just simply don't get, which is what is informing their lack of belief or not getting it. 
um, especially when those individuals are not a part of your community. There's no guarantee that they are going to have a judge that is a black woman. In fact, there's probably more of a guarantee that they won't. The same thing with a potential jury. There's no guarantee that they will have a jury that is made up fully of women that look like them. The only thing that they probably can guarantee is that it won't. Why is that important when we talk about making that connection? Because the reality of it is that we very much, even in 2023 in the United States of America, live in a world where people still actively prefer to pretend that certain things don't exist just because they don't happen to them. And this is definitely one of those things. It is, we have seen it. Hell, we've even seen it as recently as the past couple of years, even on reality TV, among women, where ultimately you are going to have to try to get people outside of the community who have never experienced these things and probably thinks that the mere notion is ridiculous, that you have a legitimate reason and a potential legitimate basis to believe that you were being um, treated a certain way as it relates to your race because of the use of certain descriptive words. And that's why I say it may even require bringing in an expert because you are going to have to make, it would be one thing if they had something else to underscore this. And I'm talking about this particular part because there's a little bit of something uh, as, as we move further down the page. But with this particular part, there you don't have someone saying, you know, calling someone the N-word or any other derogatory term, because I believe the one woman was Hispanic. You don't have anyone just flat out calling it what it is. What you have essentially is really microaggressions. What you have is individuals using words that they know impact certain segments of the community in differing ways and it is negative that it does put out a um it puts a perception into the atmosphere that even individuals outside of the person that you are talking to will then fall into going along with that perception and we know that using words like lazy, unprofessional, aggressive, even if they were even if they were black men instead of black women, thug, hood, ghetto, that those are things when those types of terms are used or or slang or even if you're talking about clothes and go I wonder if they're going to come in here with saggy pants. Who are you talking about? So those of us who are subjected to that, we totally get it right off the break. You don't have to beat us over the head with it. If I am speaking passionately, even the way I am right now, if I'm speaking passionately about this and there is someone 
who just and and you know maybe a white woman who's sitting next to me and suddenly she's clutching the pearls going oh my god why are you being so aggressive i already know what that is now getting someone who doesn't want to believe it to believe it that's a totally different thing but i know what it is because i also know that if there was someone who looked just like her who was behaving in the same exact manner that i am that she probably wouldn't clutch her girl pearls and go why are you being so aggressive it might just be well you know she's she's a lot but you know i guess she's passionate about what it is that she's talking about okay i know we went down the rabbit hole a bit but you see but i think the reason why i even went through this exercise with you all is because the level of complexity involved in even trying to get someone to understand that underscores the level of complexity involved in winning not that you're going to win the whole you know win or lose the whole case based on one cause of action but for that particular item in the complaint the more complicated it is and this is in any complaint really the more complicated it is to explain the more complicated that the, the uh, more complicated it becomes for the trier of fact to absorb it flip it agree with what you're saying and giving give you what you want the next piece they talked about um the fact that there were rules that seemed to apply even among the dancers or were applied differently even among the dancers themselves even though the majority of them were black so they you know kind of felt a certain kind of way in terms of the hierarchy and the way that they were treated generally but even within the dancers it was even further a problem in terms of how the black dancers were treated hello so thank you for the individuals coming in i am trying to uh follow you as you go along i see m for l i just followed you mr jack same thing and we are going to go to no one the same okay so and i thank you for the rewards as well and again let's hit it with those beans okay now let's go to the next cause of action believe it or not we're almost done so the sixth cause of action this one uh is disability discrimination and this is mrs davis or ms davis i'm sorry against lizzo and bgbt which again we know is the entertainment company whose name i can't seem to keep straight for the life of me all right so those uh, so that is based on uh the meeting where she was uh well one of the times actually because there's uh several times where we know that um miss davis's health came up especially and this is where um yesterday when there were several times when i kept saying red flag red flag red flag this is especially poignant here because there were times where like we said um and and uh the attorney correctly assault asserts that 
they knew or should have known about her struggles with anxiety, depression, and binge eating. Number one, she self-reported, which led to them doing the psych exam, whether it was an additional one or one similar to what I assume all of them supposedly got. So they knew. They knew from self-reporting. They knew from the actual completion of the exam, where she self-reported during the exam. And of course, that uh, there were, um, that that informed a lot of her decision-making. And so now we see where this whole idea of trying to make good drama-filled reality television by making sure that you have your resident person who is a little bit more susceptible to, shall we say, breakdowns or uh, fallouts than others, if you know what I mean. Um, just and again, you, you know, it's 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 the the casting soup, right? Because you you all you need that person, you need the so called mean girl, you need the so and I'm saying if you have uh, in a cast of all women, you need your and your mean girl usually ends up being your villain. You need all of these things in order to come up with the casting soup to be able to create your storylines because you've got hours and hours and hours and hours of filming, but you also need to be able to create a storyline. And the best way to be able to create a storyline is to have a storyline that is going to practically make itself because of who you cast. She was cast to be the fragile one. That's the word I was looking for. She was cast to be the fragile one. She was cast to be the one that at some point you might just luck up into a breakdown. Well, from a casting standpoint, one would argue that that's casting gold. From a liability standpoint, this is where you potentially end up because you might not always catch that person who falls out before they actually reach the floor. Welcome Shizzy 2020 or uh, Shizzy 203. Hope you enjoy the conversation. And again, those who are uh, in the chat, make sure that if you have any questions that you ask them, I'll be uh, happy to help you as your legal guide through this case. Uh, welcome Osman to Tezcon. Okay, so next we uh and so when they talk about that we know now this is this is one believe it or not they have good facts for because you have on the front end of it the fact that she was pretty much set up to fail you cast her into a high stress situation welcome to the room tim you cast her into a high stress situation just the fact that the type of contest it was etc potentially going on tour and with personalities both the made-up ones for the pur uh, purposes of the reality show and the real ones that you have just apparently roaming around alleged if if you know allegedly miss charlene allegedly even Lizzo herself, 
you've got some real issues that you're creating a soup that might just bubble over and explode and melt your face off. Okay, so this is um, this is an interesting one, uh, to say the least, because of the fact that they knew what um, what they could possibly expect. And she was continuously, again, if these allegations are, are true, she was continuously placed in situations where it was only going to make those problems worse. And there were problems that they were absolutely aware of. The 12 hours worth of rehearsing, the issues with it, this even comes back with the sex stuff, the, the weight, um, the weight comments being, uh, allegedly not allowed to come and go, um, in a reasonable, uh, manner. And of course, more importantly, because of that, uh, that fragile state, her being likely to, um, be someone who would make decisions out of fear as a, out, as opposed to out of what, many and i and this is not coming from me i'm talking about what i've i'm gonna go just say it based on a lot of what i've been reading and seeing with people commenting on on this so i'm just going to use the terms that i've seen the bottom line is you have someone who given their emotional state and um you know lack of wellness and and well-being in certain uh aspects of their lives that you lit that you've got someone who is more likely than less to um make decisions that defy what some people would consider to be common sense largely out of fear like for instance the bathroom incident you know, there are many who would say, you know what, I don't care how many times they're making you uh, about this rehearsal and how many times they're making you do the dance over and over again. If you're doing the same dance over and over again, then you're not missing like instruction of some new steps if you just go to use the bathroom. But someone who is, you know, who is dealing with anxiety and stress and caught all up in their head with that stuff, that person might act outside of what others may feel is, you know, uh, reasonable or uh, from a place of, quote, common sense, unquote, and say, you know what, I better stay because I'm going to get in trouble or I'm going to, you know, this or that and a third. And let's face it, we have seen many people behave that way. We have behaved that way at some point in our lives. You know when? When we are younger when we are children but even going into your teens and your early or early 20s and these women were early 20s she and one of the others this was also their first job in an industry that largely leaves them behind because of well ironically given the word that i just used them being large so this is um so this is an issue so at this point, okay, give me one moment. I just need to um, 
I just need to reset something. So this we'll just call that a little commercial break. Okay, but I'm bump bump. I'm back. Now uh let's go to the next claim because we are almost at the end so we're definitely going to end earlier than we did last night which is great because i've got other things to do okay the seventh cause of action intentional interference with prospective employment advantage so with this we know that it is largely and he didn't even waste a lot of time on it because we do know what that was about that i'm sorry that was largely based on this insist insistent implication to the to the women I had to drink a little tea on that one to the women that if that one they shouldn't be working other jobs in between this one um putting them on what was called soft holds as in you're still with us you still work with us all of the, all of that however um it may take a month oh i'm sorry tours not happening right now you know covid pandorama all of that so it may happen next month um well i mean we got to go to europe and we got to plan so it may happen a couple of months but it would just be a good you know a good look if you do not take a job and we see you out there on stage twerking for somebody else because now lizzo didn't say that she's not gonna bring you on tour with us if you do but that's just not the kind of thing we like we want our people to because you know how that's put right nobody's gonna come out and say it but i'm sure things were said like well, you know, when people see you and um, especially because you stand out, you know, you're a larger dancer, you won on Lizzo's show. So when people see you, they're going to associate you with her. But then you're all out there doing stuff with somebody else. And how is that going to look for then you to be back with us? So there's, you know, the, we know the games that people play to get what they get, to get what they want without flat out putting you under some type of exclusivity contract because if they do that they need to pay you and we all and we already know that there was some shenanigans as it relates to um to the payment so they basically felt like those things that that was done um without with with a conscious disregard for their rights to be free to number one uh just work and make money but also and most importantly they claim and this this is actually a very interesting interpretation of this their right to be free from torturous behavior um such as to constitute oppression fraud and malice that is a that is a hell of a hill to climb and try to die on so it'll be really interesting to see um how they uh how this kind of shakes itself out that's that is an interesting one not sure how far we'll get but is it is it's an interesting one generally um next assault assault on uh against now this is plaintiff rodriguez 
against the defendant Lizzo. So uh, she claims that she was assaulted, that in the meeting where she was, uh, where she was fired, that uh, she was being yelled at aggressively, uh, that there was profanity, the cracking of knuckles, advancing on her, saying she was so lucky. And so essentially that she feared that she was going to be hurt. And that, um, and of course, Lizzo, at the time that she was doing this, she was acting in her capacity as the talent, her boss, but also in her capacity as uh, of her employer and owner of BGBT. Okay, so she is the owner of that. So th now you see where how the management company gets uh, pulled into this quite a bit. And so typically when it is something, an allegation specifically against Lizzo, the, the management company is always going to be wrapped up in that because they're one and the same, especially since she's the owner. So she, uh, so she claims that, um, that what Lizzo did, uh, intended to cause or to place her in apprehension, apprehension of, or let's just call it what it is to make her scared. Uh, of harmful and offensive bodily conduct. So bottom line is you don't have to actually connect. If the person was placed in such sufficient fear of harm, then that could cause damages, certainly on the civil side of things, when once again, what are we talking about? Uh, things like emotional distress and mental anguish and of course what is she alleging emotional distress so and i don't say that to be uh snarky or or say it that way in any way to imply that um she doesn't have a right to feel this way i'm just again making the connection for you Finally, the ninth cause of action, false imprisonment, that is regarding Davis and against def, uh, defendant uh, BGBT, the management company. That's an easy one we saw coming. I won't even um, drag that one out That because that was one of the things we actually talked about today with that whole situation where she was kept in the room. Welcome, Salty, GT Rock. Um, and Morrison, those were things, uh, we already knew that that's where, for those of you who remembered, there was a false imprisonment claim. We already knew that that's where it was going to come from. She was fired, yet not allowed to leave while, again, allegedly, while they went through her phone. You know, that's pretty much uh, a, you know, what did they do to meet to have allegedly done this? This is what they did. And so, of course, the law allows for when it comes to false imprisonment, either you actually physically being restrained or being put into such a sufficient to into a state of fear sufficient that you would feel like you were being restrained. Right. It's kind of it's no different than simply saying to your child you go and touch that door and see what happens.
don't you don't you try to leave out that door you uh, get away from that door okay <laughs> so with her it wasn't as overt as that no um although they you know wouldn't give her her phone back and they were going through her stuff so i mean i guess it was kind of that overt but again uh, there's a lot of things under the law because i know that this is gonna be a thing for people where it has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not someone actually grabbed her held on to her and said you can't leave it is the fact that there are things being done that puts you in a state where it is reasonable that you believed that you couldn't and in this particular case given and again this is taking these things as true in this particular situation given that she had already been allegedly berated and fired and on top of that witnessed a whole situation with her colleague rodriguez because all of this happened in the same meeting and then on top of that the um them actually physically having her phone because remember everybody's phones were taken when they came in anyway and now you are someone who is fired and clearly on you know not on the anybody's good side at least your bosses and you fired me but you're not giving me my phone and you're still yelling and cussing and all this kind of stuff yeah i'm assuming i can't go any freaking where especially uh if i want my damn phone so that i could get on a plane and go home since i'm fired but also not in small part to due to the fact that again if these things actually occurred you are acting like freaking crazy people so and remember welcome chris remember this is also the person who uh was already is already dealing with issues related to their ability to function so this so this is problematic okay i am give me one second just someone just hit me up about sharing this with them on ig so i am in the process of doing that so just give me a moment okay All right. Okay. Sent that. All right. Okay. So now I'm back. Yes, that was weird. My face was like frozen on the screen. Ew, that was gross. Okay. So what are they asking for? So this is the part there is say the prayer. What are they asking for? Damages, damages, and more damages. Damages according to proof of unpaid wages, loss of earnings, deferred compensation, other employment benefits. That may not be a whole, whole lot. I mean, you know, they're, they're background dancers and that's not to disparage um, the dance world or background dancers at all. If in this house, we are all about dance. And I, like I said to you y'all yesterday, 
I'm a dance momager. So, <laughs> you know, that is, uh, we have the utmost respect for dance. Um, but uh, they don't make very much. And so, and these were also contest winners who then went into an employment arrangement that based on the fact that, you know, we tour sometimes, but sometimes we don't tour, the fact that uh, clearly there was no specific exclusivity, that's why it was something that was more implied to them. So that tells me that there was no contract, no contractual agreement that says, we have to pay you this amount over a period of time. Um, they may have had to give some kind of benefits. And, and sometimes, uh, as some employers just refuse to understand, it is to your benefit in some ways. It may cost you a lot of money. But um, if you have workers who really want to work, is to your benefit to promote or assist in keeping them healthy, especially in a situation like this, because they are involved in a physical activity all day, every day as for their job. And her show depends on them being able to do that. Again, rabbit hole, I'm coming out. Uh, but bottom line is that's not going to, I guess, long story short, that's not going to be where the money is. Welcome, Renz. Thanks. You, thank you for coming in. Uh, for those of you that are here, especially if you've been here the whole show or yesterday, make sure you hit us up with those beans. It is much appreciated, especially being that uh, I've only been on this platform for a couple of days, but I think I've been killing it. Okay, so what's next? For general damages, uh, including but not limited to emotional distress, according to proof. Now we're getting into the money. Now we're getting into the money. Welcome, James. Um, because now we're talking about all of this stuff that has been put on me, has made it hard for me to live, to function in the case of the individuals who already were dealing with some psychological issues, you have made them worse. And in the case of individuals who may not have had those issues, well, now I have them. And this is a pervasive and ongoing uh, condition that I should be compensated for. So that's your general damages uh, for anything. But of course, they said including, but not limited to emotional distress. Special damages according to proof reasonable medical expenses, obviously, at least for the purposes of this, because it doesn't sound like there was an actual huge physical incident, someone actually hitting someone or really any injury. Um, there just wasn't any described. This again is going to tie into the emotional distress because a lot of, because most of those damages are going to relate to the, um, are going to relate to the, uh, needing psychological help, essentially. Now, here's the big money. And for those of you who followed some of the recent cases, especially ones involving uh, people on the internet, uh, one that is still 
messy and kind of ongoing, specifically um, the Tasha K, Cardi B, Cardi B situation, which again, uh, for the podcast listeners and even people on Bego, uh, if you want to go back to that, I did extensive coverage on that um, on the podcast. So those episodes are up um, on the podcast on all platforms. Um, the name of the show is Let's Be Honest with Just Jonda. I will also put it in the notes for this episode if anybody wants to um, wants to look that up. At any rate, that's where the big money comes in because a lot of this other stuff for even for the damages as it relates to emotional distress, you have to actually prove the emotional distress and then you have to quantify the emotional distress. And one of the ways that you quantify the emotional distress is really going to be uh, it's going to be about the doctor, what the doctor you have, the doctor you're going to get, all of the you know that's that's where the proof for or lack thereof comes into play on that. So punitive in a situation like this is huge, and that's why I bring up the Cardi B Tasha K case because ultimately uh, Tasha, uh, I'm sorry, ultimately. Cardi B ended up getting a judgment against her for almost $4 million, less than a million of that, far less than a million of that was actual tangible damages related to um, any, uh, related to her medical expenses and the actual, um, we can put our finger on it and say, this is how much it costs for her to, have a therapist and have that therapist fly to where she needed her to be because she uh, there were times when she was on tour, any medication, etc. Those things are fairly quantifiable in any and even future medical needs to a certain degree based on what you've already been doing and what your alleged problem is now because of the other person's behavior. You can kind of quantify that as well. But Backing up from that, um, where does the rest of the money come from? The punishment. The punishment. And that is also in the Cardi B. Tasha K case where the big money came from from there. That is where the court says, okay, we've talked about the fact that you allegedly did these things. And because you allegedly did these things, this is what her injury was. So now we're talking about the fact that the court will say, you know what? I believe that you allegedly did these things. Well, I don't know if I, I don't necessarily believe you did all of them. So let's say I believe you did that. So there's nine ish, nine uh, causes of action here. So let's say they say, I believe you did five or six of them. Well, let's, let's say they say five. I'll be generous um, to either side, really. We say you did five of them, four of them you didn't, so we toss those out. But based on the five that you that we said you did, because none of these are are pretty. So let's be clear: any any number of the five, she she could get hosed. Whether it's one, whether it's one of the five, this is some ugly ish that's being alleged here. So this is where the judge says, "Okay, we're gonna go with five. I believe out of your nine causes of action i believe you uh i'm finding you like uh finding lizzo bgbt and in certain cases that involve her miss charlene i'm finding in favor of the plaintiff 
the dancers, you know, plaintiffs one, two, and three um, in their respective causes of action on, let's say, one, three, five, seven, and nine. You know, I'm just choosing at random. The rest of them, toss them away. Okay. I'm going to give X number of dollars that corresponds specifically with your medical needs, current and ongoing. Okay. Out of the way. Now, what now we need to deal with how I'm going to punish you because I have decided that not only did you do some dirty shiznit, but you did five different acts of dirty crap according to how I'm finding you under these under the law and, and under these facts. And now I have to punish you. Well, I'm not going to lock you up because this isn't a jail thing. But what I am going to do is show you better than I can tell you that this is not behavior that we consider to be tolerable. Now, I don't give a damn who you are. So here's a million for you, a million for you, a million for you. So that is where you get, like in the case of um, Cardi B and Tasha K, that's where you get a situation going from, oh, here's barely a million bucks in medical and mental or what have you. But when all is said and done, here's another two and a half million plus lawyer's fees. That's your punishment for going around saying some crazy stuff about somebody you don't know just because they won't want to talk to you. That's where that comes. That's that's where that comes from. And that's where that came from in that particular case. Thank you for all these people who are joining. Uh, I see you there. Big Mike, WBL, Top Print, Mel, Mark, Jason. Thank you all for joining. Please make sure that you are hitting us up because there's a lot. This is a lot of work, you all. I had to actually read this stuff and dissect it from it for you. And yes, while I do this for a living, I could be doing something else that is actually making me money. So <laughs> let's hit it back with these rewards and beans. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, so that is where we are with the actual cause of action. So what do I think? All right, so two of these individuals were actually on CBS this morning, and I watched the interview. And... Um, I will say this, uh, do I think that they appear to be credible? Yes. In, in, if that is the overall impression that the court gets of these individuals that they seem to be credible, you know, not crazies, not just somebody who woke up and said, let's take Lizzo down today, then I think the question is less about whether or not these women appear to be telling the truth or some version thereof that is sort of, for one of a better way of putting it, their proof. I mean, their truth. Um, because all of these things that they're saying, none of them sound implausible. And as much as Lizzo may gripe about the fact that, or about feeling like the fact that she is so free with 
her sexuality and with her body and all of those things now being used against her in the in this in this case well she can gripe about those things all she wants and you know when you put it that way does it sound fair if that is what lends people uh leads people to believe that about you or that you could do these things um I suppose in a perfect world, if we were living in a perfect world, we could say that's not fair and people shouldn't do it. But that's not the world we live in. And also, it's a simple one plus one is two. And, you know, because it is. And, you know, you might be one plus one's two with some extra special sauce on it. Because you are whether it's a woman or a man you can't divorce what someone's behavior has been in even in the public eye it would be one thing if these were things that people assumed about them or about her but this is continuous antics in the public arena pretty much since she became popular and we're talking when did she start to blow up um was it pre-pandemic is it you know it's just you know time is just so crazy uh <laughs> with uh us losing literally like a whole uh pocket of time when we were all inside so to speak um actually it was because you know just looking at the timeline of this case alone the watch out for the big girls aspect of this um began in 2021 and so clearly she was already very very popular in all over the world and popular enough that amazon prime gave her a show so um, yeah, I guess that's about right. She has been on the scene and maybe not as like super mega star as she is now, but certainly well established on the scene. I would say at least the last five years or so. Um, what, 2018, 2018, 2019 till now. So that's, that's about right. About, uh, I guess we're going into about five years. So for five years, we have seen you do everything from be literally whole ass out at basketball games. You know, it's not even worth trying to figure out what you're going to get in on any given day um, on her Instagram. Welcome, Big D and Kyle. What you're going to get on her Instagram. Um, and, and just... All, and even her stage show in in some areas. I am not saying that in um and so and I hope that those who are following this with a sense of logic as opposed to you know listening to respond, that you understand that this is not about judgment in terms of the things that I'm saying. I'm not uh, saying them to judge her. I'm saying it because that's what we see and that is what you put out there. So again, it is not beyond the realm of anybody's understanding, including yours, even if it sounds upsetting to you, Miss Melissa Jefferson, 
that people may be well inclined and understandably inclined to believe that a good portion of these things did indeed take place because of the image you put out there. You can call it positive. You can call it body positivity. You can call it all of those things. And all of that may be true. But what is also true is that it is also naked. It is also to some offensive. It is also to some obscene. It is just like it is also to some a celebration of your beautiful body and strong womanhood and all of those things. All of those things, when it, when it comes to how people perceive you based on the images that you put out, it falls into that realm of more than one thing can be true at the same time at least in terms of how people feel and what they're inclined to believe. They may not be true about you as a person, but they certainly uh, can and will be true about the way people feel when they look at you as a person and when they hear about certain things. And I will use a very simple example right from your case. Let's remove the entire piece about the alleged sexual harassment, about the young lady with anxiety and whatever. Let's say that none of that was even in play. Would it be beyond the realm of belief for us if we had just heard generally, hey, JoJo, AC, sent K9 Mitchell, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining in. Please hit those hearts, those gifts, those beans. Let's help a sister out. Okay, so if I had simply said to you, or maybe not me, but let's say a news story came out. She's in Amsterdam, so what's that? The Daily Mail you know, covers a lot of the European stuff as well as over here. Let's say the Daily Mail did a story and it wasn't even anything negative, just a basic story and said, oh, Lizzo was in town on her blah, blah, blah tour. And uh, she was seen last night with several of her dancers uh, heading into the such and such, if something begins with a B, I can't remember, into the blah, blah, blah bar. And that place is known for new dancing and really overt sex acts and and what have you and insiders tell us that lizzo and her group fully enjoyed and took advantage of the local hospitality inside the restaurant and had lap dances and drinks and body positivity and free love for all there was nothing negative, unless you just want to be negative, that I said, I'm just saying, because that's basically what happened, right? If you remove the aspect of certain dancers feeling uncomfortable, would anybody not believe 
exactly what that story reported if there was nothing negative associated with it based on who Lizzo herself portrays herself to be both publicly and semi-privately because you know you may be at home but if it's on social media how private is it would any of us not believe it and other than anybody who just wanted to judge her just for the sake of judging her would there be any reason to think oh my gosh that's terrible i can't believe she did that we go okay i mean she's grown whoever she's with is grown and i mean it's lizzo and she's you know love thyself twerk on instagram with your booty out and your butt cheeks and you know public displays of affection with the new boyfriend and all of that well of course she went there and i'm sure that she told that you know and again keeping it positive I'm sure she was like, hey, you got any big guys, big girls, let's party, whatever. Nobody would blink. So I say to Lizzo that the only difference here is that based on the allegations, there were some people with you who went only because they worked for you and felt uncomfortable when the quote fun unquote began so are people believing things uh negative things about you just because they want to or are they believing negative things about you because two things can be true at the same time a that you do appear to kind of promote yourself as the type of person who, and again, I don't say that, it, or as a person who would go to a place where, you know, it's kind of wild and free and be more than happy to buy everybody in the room lap dances and, you know, drinks on me type chick. But it could also be true that while all of those things were going on, you, even if totally, totally unintended, also made some individuals feel very uncomfortable, harassed, and, you know, just emotionally just overwrought because of what they were going through. Both of those things can be true and it not have anything to do with anybody, you know, just hating on you just because. Now, am I even remotely stupid enough? Well, first of all, I'm not pretty much about anything. But in, in finishing this sentence, am I remotely stupid enough to believe that there are individuals who are jumping on the hateration train and got the pitchforks out and ready to I don't you know what I'm not even going to use the word because I hate it but ready to um essentially take your star down as many notches as they could take it in an attempt to um you know try to ruin your career or 
you know, well, not necessarily personally ruin your career, but be, you know, promoting the idea that your career should be over because of this. Are there people who are behaving that way merely because it's you? No other reason, not because they've taken the time to read the complaint, not because they have um, really put any true thought or any level of discernment as we have into what we believe about these claims or if there may even be anything to believe about these claims. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate you all. Fred and Gamonez, Kair and Chapel. thank you so much for coming in. I hope that you are joining. Please uh, start following so that you will know when I am doing uh, these lives. We have a lot more coming up over the next several days. We still have to cover the Cardi B stuff and um carly russell there's 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 a lot so definitely you want to be a part of that and make sure so certainly make sure that you follow join as a fan i would love that as well and make sure you are sending those beans so uh that was a little station break for those who are listening on the podcast so again back to what i was saying about uh lizzo especially when she talks about her hurt understandable because there are absolutely some people who are hating just to be hating they don't give a damn about the women involved in this nor do they really care whether or not the allegations are true they don't like you they don't like the way you look they don't like that you're popular because they don't think that you're all that interesting or that you have a great voice or or any number of things that people who are all about the the Lizzo hateration of the week are going to do. We know that. And you are absolutely right about that. But that does not in any way negate the fact that there are legitimate reasons based on your behavior and I'm not policing your behavior. I'm just saying it is what it is for people to draw the conclusion that some of these things, particularly the sexual ones at the club, that some of these things occurred, whether deliberately um, and whether you deliberately intended to make these women feel a certain kind of way is irrelevant because it doesn't matter whether or not you intended to do it. The fact is that if they were put into a certain environment, not only whether by their promoter, their, um, their employer or promoted by their employer, um, encouraged maybe a little too strongly by their employer, because you are their employer, it kind of sucks for you. So I think, you know, I'm glad that she's got a great attorney because uh, for those who have listened both yesterday and to today's show, 
then and, and watched or listened to today's show uh, along on the podcast, then I hope that you kind of picked up as we were going through where I explained to you the areas that I thought were probably a bit problematic. But when it comes to the whole thing, I don't think this whole thing is going away. There's a little bit too much there. And quite frankly, these ladies, just like you have a lot of support and good on you for having it, God bless you, everybody should, but so do these ladies and their support, a lot of it is coming from other individuals who claim that when working for you, they were basically put in the same situation. So, you know, do that with, uh, do that, do with that what you will. But um, there are some concerns. Is this entire case a slam dunk? Absolutely not. But there are definitely some things that uh, Miss Melissa Jefferson, also known as Lizzo, needs to be concerned about. As you can hear, uh, especially those on the podcast, um, I am starting to lose my voice. Remember what I told you about uh, my struggles uh, over the past year with the voice thing. It's getting better though. So I hope that it's not so scratchy that you aren't like, I don't want to hear about this. For those on Beagle, just give me a few moments while I end the podcast. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for listening tonight on Let's Be Honest with your host, just Jonda. That's me. I hope you will continue to do so. Please like and share this podcast. Make sure that you give us great reviews wherever you are listening and make sure that you go over to places like Apple, Spotify, give us five stars, leave a review so that we could blow this up just as big as some of these other podcasts that let's face it, we know are not as good as us. Okay. So once again, thank you. If you want to join us for the daily fun, you will see a link in, uh, in the info box, uh, regarding, um, our Facebook community at the fashion and drama diaries come on over and join us we always have lots of fun and i try to bring you uh, bring additional gossip and and stuff every day that we can go back and forth about um especially since you know can't constantly be on podcast all day every 10 minutes so make sure that you are doing this doing that and we are everywhere that you listen to your podcast uh including google spotify uh let's what what else um ipad uh, i'm sorry <laughs> acast itunes uh tune in we are uh in all of those places iHeartRadio. so please 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 listen to us enjoy the show because uh i certainly enjoy doing it and we have a lot of great stuff coming up that i can't wait to share so as always if you're thinking about it and want to talk about it chances are i'm thinking about it and i want to talk about it too so let's be honest together good night <laughs>